Hi, my name is Eric and I'm the pastor of Mosaic Church. And I just wanna say thanks so much for joining us today. Well, just about 17 years ago, I was in my sister's wedding. And as I watched her get married to a wonderful man named Jordan, and I looked over on the other side of the wedding party, I saw this really cute bridesmaid named Kristen. And I was like, man, I think I know that girl. I think she grew up with my sister, but wow, has she gotten pretty. And over the course of that wedding, I did a little flirting. I think she did some flirting back with me. I'm not sure. To be honest, neither one of us were that great at courting and flirting. But at the end of the night, I needed a ride back to my car because I had driven the bride and groom uh, to the reception site. And so my mom offered to, to bring me home or back to my car. And I was like, no, 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 I got it covered. So I asked this cute bridesmaid named Kristen, hey, Kristen, can you give me a ride back to the church where the ceremony was? Cause that's where my car is. And she's like, sure. So she gave me a ride back and we started talking and I was like, hey, baby. I didn't say baby, but I was like, hey, I don't want this night to end. Want to go see a movie? And so we actually ended up going to a movie. Had a wonderful time, went back to my place, got her phone number, and two years later, I'm married to Kristen. And it has been a beautiful 15 years of marriage, but I gotta tell you, when we first got married, I thought I was, you know, pretty clean. I'd had a bunch of roommates in college and my own apartments and all that stuff. Well, let me tell you, that is not true. At least a bachelor, his level of cleanliness, for the most part, is not at that same level of cleanliness for the average woman, or especially Kristen Lindine. And so I had to learn some new habits, you know, like, you know, don't have that habit of keeping your towel on the floor, you know, or uh, allowing toothpaste, you know, in the sink of the, uh, of, of your bathroom or, you know, leaving dishes in the sink, you know, all these things 15 years later. Now I'm like, of course, how would I do these things? But the reality is when you enter into new relationships so often, you got to learn new habits on the right way to live and act and to be in community. And the same was true with marriage and then with parenting, uh, you know, new jobs, you learn those new habits and first it's kind of hard, but then it just becomes second nature. We're in this series called Spiritual Habits. We're saying that if we want to change, if we want real results in our life, we got to learn some new habits. Last week, as we kicked off the series, I recommended this book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, it's a great book. Um, the highly recommended. It's not spiritual in any way, but if you want to make life change uh, in, in physically, spiritually, in your career, this is a great book that just that talks about how to make those changes. So pick up that book. I highly encourage it. Uh, but we are talking about that if maybe there's changes we want to make, you know, financially or, or physically or whatever it might be, but also we want to grow and change spiritually. And so we have to learn some different spiritual habits. And so we're using this uh, acronym HABITS to talk about the kind of the six things that we want to uh, have as habits in our life. The first one we talked about this last week is hanging out with other believers. Second, active in your church. B, Bible engagement. Investing financially in God's kingdom, talking with God, and then sharing your story. 
So last week, if you missed it, uh, we talked about the importance of hanging out with other believers. You can catch that on our YouTube channel if you missed that. Uh, and today, we're going to be talking about being active in your church. Now, before we dive into God's Word, and I just want to put your fears at ease. This isn't going to be just some kind of infomercial on, hey, you need to start serving in the church because we need your volunteers. No, no, no. Put yourself at ease. That is not the point of today's sermon at all. But before we dive into God's Word, would you just join me in a word of prayer? God, I thank you that we have this opportunity to meet virtually. Although we may be apart physically, God, we can still come together uh, uh, online. And Lord, I just pray that this morning as, as I share your word, God, that you would speak through my mouth, you'd stand in my body. God, that you would just deliver the message that those who are listening and watching, they need to hear. God, that I would be just a bringer of hope and peace and love and joy. And that, God, we would just learn how to have the right habits in our life so that we can become more like your son, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, as we practice the way of Jesus, we need a community to help us along the way. And Jesus invites us to be his followers. And when we become his followers, we are part of a new family. And this family of God is not just some social club or a group of friends who look or dress the same way or all think the same way or even vote all the same way. But it's a community of apprentices following the way of Jesus. And despite the work it's going to take, the fights we're going to have to endure, and the learning that we're going to do along the way, together we're going to figure out what it means to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus, and to do the things that Jesus does. Last month we did a series called Jesus Followers, and we said that we are invited to follow Jesus. He invites us to be his Talmudim, which means apprentices or followers or disciples. And really the mark of a Talmudim, of a disciple, of a follower of Jesus is to order his life around these three things. It's to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus, and to do the things that Jesus did. We said that in John 15, Jesus shares that he is the vine, that we are the branches, and we need to abide in Jesus. We need to be with Jesus. We need to spend time at his feet, connected to Jesus, so that we grow and change. Second, we need to become like Jesus. And one of the primary, primary ways we do that is through the spiritual practices, through the spiritual habits. We've said just like a branch connected to a vine, uh, we need some kind of trellis or fence or structure so that, that vinyl's branches grow on. And that's what the spiritual practices are for us. There are those structures that help us to grow and change and become more like Jesus. And so during our Mosaic Midweek this fall, we're talking about those different spiritual practices. We've been talking the last couple weeks about the practice of silence and solitude, how Jesus would often go away onto a mountain or onto a boat in a lake or just go into a quiet place by himself so that he could be with his Father, that he could be sustained by the Holy Spirit. And if we want to be followers of Jesus, we as well need to make time to get alone with Jesus, to spend that quiet time of silence and solitude of listening to him. And then ultimately, we want to do what Jesus did. A better way to say that even is, what would Jesus do if he was your gender, your age, living in your city, working your job? How would he act? How would he spend his time? What would he post on 
social media? You know, how would he respond to his to spouse, kids, those kind of things? That's the questions we're asking. Well, when Jesus speaks about the kind of community he's building, the language he uses is the language of family. When Jesus prayed, he said, our father. He referred to God as father. And he often referred to his apprentices as his brothers and sisters. And the New Testament authors pick up where Jesus left off. And really the most common word in the New Testament used to describe the followers of Jesus is this Greek term, adelphoi. That means brothers and sisters or siblings. We said that as we are invited into the family of Jesus, we are brothers and sisters. And last week we talked about that. We, we all are invited to come to the table and though we have different backgrounds, maybe we were born in even different countries, different states, or cheer for the Packers or the Bears or the Vikings or even the Seahawks, that we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. We are Adelphoi. And, and that table is always room for one more to come in to that table. And Jesus' vision for the church is that of a family. A church is not a building. It's not an event on Sundays. It's not even a nonprofit that does good. It's a family. And the New Testament gives us some very practical ways on how we are to live out our identity as a part of the family of God. And these are called the one another's. And what I've kind of realized is that these commands, there's about 59 of them in the New Testament, is something that we don't really talk a lot about. It's honestly not even preached out that much. I think in five years I haven't even preached on them yet, so here we go, I'm overdue. But the reality is that these 59 commandments in the New Testament, they cannot be lived out alone. You cannot obey the one another's by yourself. They can only be lived out by being active in your local church. That's it. So these 59 commandments that we are commanded to do, we can't do by ourselves. We have to be in community in a local church. So let's go through some of these. I'm not going to go through all 59, but let's hit up about 16 of them and just talk about Jesus' vision for us as a church, how to live out these one another's. How are we supposed to be active in our church? In John 13, 34, here's what Jesus told his disciples. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. We are commanded to love one another in the same way that Jesus loved us. In Mark 9.50, Jesus says this, Be at peace with one another. Be at peace with one another. Romans 12.10, the Apostle Paul writes this, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Be devoted. Romans 12.10, he also says this, Honor one another among yourselves. Honor one another among yourselves. Romans 12.16, live in harmony with one another. To live in harmony with one another. Galatians 5.13, serve one another in love. We are commanded to serve one another in love. Galatians 6.2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We are to bear, we are to carry each other's burdens. When someone is going through infertility, we're there to bear those burdens, to carry them, to pray for them, to lift that weight off their shoulders. Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. We're to be kind, but also to forgive. Here's the thing about being in a family, we're gonna mess up. 
We're gonna say or do stupid things, but the way of Jesus is to offer forgiveness. It's to share, hey, you know what? That thing you said, that thing you did, it kind of hit me wrong, or I was expecting you to do this and you didn't. It's to offer forgiveness. Forgive one another in the same way as God in Christ forgave you, as God in Christ forgave me. Ephesians 5.19, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Why do we sing? It's commanded to us to address one another in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody together. We are commanded to do this and we can't sing to one another by ourselves. Now, we're going to try with online church and, you know, and, and some of us have been gathering together and that's okay, but we are commanded to sing to one another. Not just sing to yours by yourself, but sing to one another. That means when we are gathered together, I want to hear you sing. Make a joyful noise. It doesn't have to be good singing. It's just sing to one another. Lift up your voice. It's not a masculine or feminine thing. We are commanded to sing to one another. Ephesians 5.21, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. We are to submit, to say, you know what? My preferences, that's okay. I'm gonna to submit to you and what you, know, what, what you want in this situation. Colossians 3.13, forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Again, forgive when you have a grievance, when someone hurts and breaks your heart. It's not to hold on to that, it's to forgive. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And again, another commandment to sing to one another, but also to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly, which happens by spending regular time every day in God's word and then teaching and admonishing one another. That means to have the word of Christ in us so that then we're going to sit down and, and, and have lunch or dinner together or we hop on a Zoom call or Marco Polo or Facebook, you know, wherever that might be. And we're going to teach each other. We're going to say, hey, here's what God has been teaching me in his word and I want to share this with you. What is God teaching you? And we're going to teach each other, admonishing, saying, hey, you know what, what you're doing right now, I don't think that's the way of wisdom and, and you're making some poor choices. So, so I don't think this is right and it's done out of love. We are to teach one another, to admonish, not just the pastors, but each other. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. We are commanded to encourage one another and to build one another up. James 5.16 Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. This is, again, living life in community, to confess our sins to each other, say, hey, you know what, I messed up with my kids, or I looked at something I shouldn't have online, or, you know what, I was a little deceptive on my expense report for work. And you're gonna confess those sins one to another, and we're gonna pray for one another so that we can be healed. Again, not just pray for yourselves, but pray for one another. First Peter 4, 9, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Offering hospitality is a biblical command. We are to open our homes to each other, to share meals, to allow others to come in, and to do it without grumbling. 1 Peter 4.10, final one. 
as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Again, we've all been gifted and blessed in different ways, and we are to use those gifts and talents and abilities for ourselves? No, to serve one another. This is a commandment in scripture, to serve one another, to steward the time, the talents, the finances that God has given each of us to serve one another. Andy Stanley, pastor in Georgia, he says this, that the primary activity of the church was one anothering one another. The primary activity of the early church was to one another, one another. And he goes on to say that when everyone's just sitting in rows, or I would say, if you're just by yourself, you can't do the one another's. See, we don't live out the one another's when we gather on a Sunday morning in Osseo or at the park, sitting in rows. The only ways we do one another's when we are face-to-face in community, when we're sitting in circles, when we're sitting face-to-face having dinner with each other, when we're going for a walk and listening to each other, when we're actually engaged and involved in each other's lives, that is how we obey these one another commandments. We can't do it just sitting in rows and we can't do them by ourselves. You can't one another without one another. This is the primary way we are to be active in our church, in our family, is to one another, one another, to love one another, to forgive one another, to bear one another's burdens, to sing to one another, to teach to one another, to serve to one another, to show hospitality to one another. That is what it means to be active in your church, to be involved. It doesn't happen just sitting back and and watching a a service or or just being by yourself, whatever it might be. You have to be active in your church. You have to be engaged, involved in the one another's. So practically, what does this mean for you and me today? Just I want to share as I wrap up this morning, just some practical applications. Number one, drop off a meal or some flowers for someone in our church committee, someone else at Mosaic. Just say, hey, I was thinking about you. I'm going to drop off a meal. I'm going to drop off some flowers because you know what? I just want to be involved in your life and, 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 and you're important to me and, and we're in this community together. You know, to forgive one another. Matthew 18 lays out what, the, what we are supposed to do as followers of Jesus if someone hurts us, if someone offends us. And we need to practice Matthew 18. What does Matthew 18 says? That if someone is hurt or offended you, you are to go to that person, not your friend, not your small group, not anyone else, and you're to share, hey, you hurt me. What you said or what you did, that that caused me pain. And then, if that doesn't go well, you bring on one other person with you to say, no, really, this hurt me, Uh, you caused me pain. And then from there, to bring it before the church. And, and, and to say, hey, there's sin, there's hurt that needs to be addressed. That is the way of Jesus. It's not just complaining about it. It's not just burying it. It's not about just leaving this church community to find another one because someone hurt you. It's to practice Matthew 18. Financial giving. You know, if you know someone at Mosaic who has a financial need, uh, contact me or one of our governing team members and let us know. Uh, we want to be a community taking care of each other, and we have a benevolence fund set aside for those who are in financial trouble. And so one of the ways that you can be involved is to give 
to our church as we give away 10% of everything that comes in and we try to be a blessing to our community and places around the world and, and, and take care of people in our community. Because of your giving, there are people in our church who couldn't pay rent and so we helped them pay rent during COVID and during this time. Yeah, we, we've helped fix people's cars, uh, you know, we, uh, given them meals, gift cards, you know, whatever those things are that they need because we are a community. Another thing you can do is, you know, buy a package of cards uh, at the store, on Amazon, and then, you know, commit to writing one card a week and send it to someone inside your church. Send it to someone inside Mosaic. If you need addresses, just contact me and I'll, I'll share those. But that's just a way, just to write a card. Say, hey man, uh, I just really appreciate you. So, so I'm gonna write this card for you. Uh, you know, another, another way you can be active and involved is come at 9.30, join with us for pre-service prayer. Now you can come physically when we are our meeting at Asu Senior High. Uh, we try to get down with worship rehearsal around 9.20, so at 9.30 we can all gather together and, and, and pray together. Or if you're at home, just at 9.30, set your alarm and join with us in prayer, just in spirit. Be praying with us that, that God would move, that he be in our service. So that's a way you can be active and involved. Just join with us at pre-service prayer, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Another way you can be active is to use technology for good. We almost all of us have these smartphones. And if we're not careful, these smartphones will run our lives. But we can use this technology for good. So I just wanna share some ways that I believe that we could use our phones, we can use technology actually for good to be active in each other's lives, to live out these one another's. Number one, uh, just Join and then be active in our Mosaic Church online Facebook group. We have a Facebook group and we post prayer requests in there, just kind of what's going on. And I want to encourage you, uh, even if you're limiting Facebook, to just go on to Facebook and just hop into that group. You, know, you don't need to scroll your, your news feed, especially now with the season of politics, like, oh my word, it's ugly on there. But you can be active and involved in that Mosaic community online Facebook group. Second, you can just use your phone to text someone a Bible verse. Uh, that's one of the things I love to do. Um, you just open your Bible app and, and just share. There's a button right there that you can just click share and send that Bible verse to someone. If you don't have the Bible app, download that. It's free, it's amazing, it's awesome. There's audio Bibles uh, on there. You can listen to God's Word, different versions, different reading plans, uh, images you can post to, to Facebook or Instagram on Bible verses, I highly, highly recommend downloading the Bible app. Just search in your app store Bible app. Um, you can utilize the chat right now during our Sunday services if you're watching online, uh, whether on Facebook or on our live.mymosaicchurch.com. You know, let people know, hey, I'm here. Don't just be a passive observer. You know, type in amen, type in like good word, or I love this song, or man, this is ministering to me. There's also an option if you're watching on our church online platform on live.mymosaicchurch.com, you can request prayer. Just click on that button and someone will love to pray with you. Um, you can also, you know, uh, be praying for others in your church community. That's another way to be active. And then let them know. Send them a text. Hey, just prayed for you. I just want to let you know that. Uh, you can use uh, Venmo on your phone. It's, a, it's an app where you can send money. And, you know, you just want to bless someone maybe in, in our church and just say, Hey, I just sent you five bucks. Go have coffee on me. Again, for those of you who don't want to leave home, that's totally okay. You can still bless someone. You can take them out for coffee by just sending five bucks. Send them 10 bucks and say, hey, Chipotle or Raisin Cane's, whatever, it's on me today. Go ahead and just, you can just send that through Venmo. 
uh, you can use Amazon. You log on to Amazon account and maybe there's a book that you read that really meant something to you, that really blessed you. Just send that book to them. You can do it directly through Amazon. Again, if you need addresses, just let me know. I'll give you their address and you can send that book and just say, hey, I read this book and it really meant a lot and I just wanted to send it to you. And then finally, there's an app called Marco Polo. A lot of people in our church are using it and you can use that to just send video messages to each other, encouraging words, the way that God is, is moving in your life, just that you're praying for him, use those apps. We can use technology for good to be active and to make a difference. Finally, I just wanna ask, do you have one or two people inside Mosaic that you can be open with and that you can share? Like who you really, truly are, where you talk about spiritual things, where you can spur one another on as you follow Jesus. My final assignment to you is, if you don't have that, one, just not a whole small group, just one, one other person, two other people, to find that. Maybe there's someone in the church you're gonna reach out to and say, hey, will you be my one? You know, or will you be in a triad with me and you know, one other person and you know what, we're just gonna, we're gonna text each other, you know, spiritual things. We're gonna drink scotch together on the driveway and, and talk about the Bible, talk about spiritual things. We're gonna watch Monday Night Football, you know, the two of us, the three of us, and, and then during halftime, you know, we're, we're gonna be sharing, you know, what have we been learning? Uh, you know, how is marriage, how is work going? We are, are so separated right now. And, and I know many of us, like we're not comfortable in big crowds or even in the small group of 10, 12, 14 people in a home. Can you have one other person who's not your spouse that you can be completely open with, that you talk about spiritual things on, that you spur one another on as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, so one woman sharpens another. I wanna encourage you, find that one person, find a group of three, where you can meet together and talk about spiritual things and just one another, each other, in that group. Our church, our vision is to be a blessing to our community and to help people know that Mosaic is a place where they can belong even before they believe. We do that so ultimately people would believe that Jesus is Lord. We believe he is both teacher and Lord and the best way to live is to surrender our lives to him. And then we're gonna help bring the good news of Jesus to our friends and family. Mosaic, we need to develop this habit of being active in our church, not just being passive, to live out these one another's. My hope and prayer is that you would find that one or two people that you can be truly open and honest with, that you can live out these one another's, that you can grow together, that you can be with Jesus together and become like Jesus, that together you can do the things that Jesus did. And it might take some time. It might take some awkward you know, Zoom conversations. It's like, all right, uh, let's, let's set up a Zoom time. You know, every week we're gonna, you know, um, Thursday nights at eight o'clock or whatever it might be, or you're gonna grab, you know, breakfast or a meal, or, or you're gonna take a walk outside around Rice Lake or Elm Creek Park, or whatever that might be. Find that one or two people, start there. Start to one another, each other, and then, you know, your neighbors, your neighborhood, just a few other families, and then continue to pray as God brings things into your mind. You know, you know, how can you bear one another's burdens in our church? How can you serve one another, sing to one another, teach to one another, forgive one another, uh, be at peace with one another? You know, just let us together walk in the ways of Jesus. Well, may you know 
that Jesus loves you so, so much. He invites you into his family to be his apprentice, to be his follower. And there's a whole community here that wants to be active and involved in your life, that you are loved, that you can belong. And there are people who want to journey with you as together we follow Christ. May you not feel alone. May you be empowered by the Spirit. May you know that God looks at you with love and acceptance. Have a great week, Mosaic. See you next week.